Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 175 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, my name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. I don't have anything. My name's Craig. <laughs> my name is also Craig. Nothing's changed. Everything stays the same, except for one thing. Uh, well, it's my intros. They're they're different. Yes. I, I realized I totally forgot the part where I explained the podcast. Craig's, okay. Craig's cat just keeps meowing. It does. And it just totally, I know. Totally I was wondering if you guys could off. hear. Listen, it's Halloween <laughs> time. I saw Craig laughing, and I was like, "There's it has to be because my cat is mm-hmm. screaming." <laughs> it was right as we started, like immediately when we started, I heard it, and it was great. No, Vader just wants apparently. just wants to introduce himself. Yeah, yeah. Vader just all, Vader yeah. just wants to get on the got the, get on the podcast. But if you haven't listened has to us to before, <laughs> we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we watched or played over the week. We already introduced ourselves. I usually do that later. But what always comes around this time is the news. I always do the news around here. So, First up for me is going to be Starfield is the biggest release for Bethesda. They haven't shut up about it really for the past couple weeks since releasing it. Uh, concurrent 6 million players. Oof. Good for Bethesda. It's their biggest release by far. Uh, is Starfield that good though? I talked about it last week. The Craigs yeah. will tell us when we come back from our commercial break. Oh, that was good. We got yes, thoughts. That was good. Do you have, have, a, do you have a commercial queued up? or? Uh, yes, I do. You can now pre-order <laughs> the three-fourth scale Xbox 360 from Mega at Target. This uh, this new product now has a Lego version or Mega version copy of the 360 along with a weird version of Halo 3 attached mm-hmm. to it am i the only one that saw this ad um did you guys see this uh, yes um you have you pre-ordered it, didn't you i may have pre-ordered it <laughs> you know what the thing was is i looked here's my thing you guys both know i do i this family that i live in loves legos right oh yeah yeah um but we despise mega blocks because it's like the off brand so mm-hmm. i saw it and i i saw it the day it was going up for pre-orders and i was like oh that looks cool but it's mega blocks like I don't want that. But then I saw the box it comes in and it sold me. It's literally an Xbox 360 box. Yeah. Like the old school white, like the white one. And then I was like, oh, man, the Halo case is made out of out of bricks and the the disc is made. Oh, my God. I was like, you know what? I got to do it because I think it'll look good once it's built. I just think it's such a cool idea. I wish Lego would have done it. Um, But. I, I like the idea, so I had to pre-order it. How much? How much is the pre-order? How much is it? It's one hundred and fifty. Oh, that's not too terrible. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's like around two thousand pieces, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Do you plan on building it? Like, uh, oh yeah, on stream oh yeah, things like that. So I, don't, I probably won't build it on stream, um, but I'll definitely build it to put like behind me somewhere, maybe. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I need a shelf yeah. of just random stuff. Is what I need. This is but like I thought the, it looks this cool. is the proper time. This is the proper time for a quick plug. Where are you going to build it, Craig? <laughs> you know what's funny is like I haven't even streamed on there in so long, um, but I probably should get back to that. So yeah, maybe that'll be the on. one to bring it back back in. We'll see. Give the people what they want, Craig. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and we have some trailers. As the Castlevania Nocturne trailer came out, I am so excited for the Castlevania series. Uh, comes out September twenty seventh. 
We also have a trailer for the... You can now watch the final episodes of Ash Ketchum's Pokemon in English. Mm. Um, it's been that way for about a week now. And if if you're a fan of Pokemon, you just got to watch it. You don't have to... Anybody who's watched any sort of amount of Pokemon in my eyes, like you could watch that final episode without having to watch everything else and get like goosebumps and get teary eyed and crap. It is they it's a very well done like parting episode for Ash Ketchum for anybody who's kind of grown up with Pokemon as of late. So it's it's fun and I really look forward to seeing more people like watch it. I enjoy seeing my friends reactions to it, things like that. Mm hmm. Will you guys check it out? Did you guys grow up with Pokemon? Like the I'm Pokemon definitely going to watch show? it. Oh, yeah. did we grow up with Pokemon? Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. Pokemon that is was my like, childhood. Yeah. Yeah, specifically, like, I, I, I don't know. That was my favorite cartoon growing Well, I don't know. Batman Beyond's up there and the original X-Men. That's a whole different story. But, like, yeah, Batman Pokemon. Yeah, Batman Beyond, though. I feel, yeah, you my guy yes. there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but Pokemon growing up, just, like, and it's kind of funny with how short the episodes were, but what cliffhangers mean to a kid versus an adult. Like, you know, we're we're hanging on the Last of Us cliffhanger after watching an hour episode of them bonding. But Pokemon just throws like Squirtle and and Pikachu just like, I don't know, like arguing for two seconds and Ash being like, hey, hey, guys, come on. We're a family. Next up on Pokemon next week. Like, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, how am I supposed to go to school this week? <laughs> it's true. And then you immediately forget it because the pokey rap comes after it, and you're like, it's just a catchy yes. song. Yes. Yep. It makes yes. you happy no matter what happened in the episode. Yep. That's true. Uh, Switch rumor, Switch 2 rumors are heating up as mm -hmm. uh, they seem to have patented some new Joy-Cons that seem to address the Joy-Con drift uh, part of it, and also to expect PS5 to Xbox Series X graphics on yes. this new Switch. I I am skeptical till proven till it's proven that that is for sure. Yeah, I have never seen switch be like the forefront of graphics. So I'd be really surprised to see that they decide to take that step up now. I know it's what everybody complains about for the current model switch, but this this is a big leap from what the switch can currently do. And if it's actually what they're saying it is like, then that's awesome. It's every hopefully it's everything us switch users want. Uh, mm -hmm. but I'm skeptical about these rumors. Yeah, I had like Definitely I had that written down as well, and I was like, I have to dig into what they're saying is like next gen level graphics. And what I could find was they were showing two things. They were showing a souped up version of Breath of the Wild, um, was one, and then two, they were showing that uh, that Matrix demo that we got on PS5 and Xbox Series X. That's what they oh, were. Yes. Um, so they were using that as a proof of like, hey, Unreal Engine 5 will run on the Switch, too. Um, so I'm still skeptical, obviously, but that's a good sign that it, it can run something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When has um, when has Nintendo actually been a forefront in graphics or in 64? Any type? 64. Yeah. Would that be considered the last time? Yeah, because GameCube was behind. Um, and wasn't it wasn't it like the Sega Genesis that was the 16-bit and it was the SNES or which which the one Genesis was, it was 32 bit. SNES okay. was 16. That's what it was, yeah. So mm -hmm. it was still it. even behind then. It was definitely 
it was definitely Nintendo 64, but then at the same time, PlayStation came out and it was better than the Nintendo 64 yeah. graphics wise, not game wise. Yeah. Well, it depends. Um, Ooh, but yeah, there's I, an argument right there, right? There's... I would I would lean more towards PlayStation myself, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Nintendo 64 would have been the last time they were like, you looked at that Mario demo. I mean, I I know Craig and I are old enough to remember that and seeing that and being like, whoa, that Mario head floating on the screen and you're like what is this <laughs> i still remember playing classic. it playing it for the first time in a kmart mario 64 and just being amazed at how cool it looked i, I love that you mentioned kmart too because i had one by me and that's where i used to purchase local games if i wasn't traveling farther outside my town so mm-hmm. that's really funny <laughs> Uh, next on movie news, we have Hiseo Miyazaki's last film, uh, The Boy and the Heron, uh, has been getting good reviews. It's looking like it's going to be a very good movie, but this was on rumored to be his last film that he was going to be making for Studio Ghibli. But since the movie's release, he continues to show up to the office and work. So <laughs> it's kind of up in the air whether or not this is exactly his last movie that he's working on. I know I'm excited for this one, of course. It's just a matter of... You know, it's a, it was supposed to be this huge send off for him, and they did all this on purpose, like very limited promotional marketing on the on Japanese. We will probably see very little promotional marketing on our end because they did not release a lot when it came to the movie. So, like overall, I'm just again, I'm excited to see this film. We're supposed to get it late December of this year uh, with an English voice cast tied to it, and overall, like if it's not his last film, great. I just feel like. Uh, Let's see here. How can I put this in? I, I don't think anybody else is going to get this reference. But if you remember the Duke head coach who did like his farewell tour uh, yep. and then or like when Tom Brady told everybody he's retiring and then comes back for another season, it feels <laughs> like this is what Miyazaki's doing. It's like you guys all thought, but I'm actually, you know, I'm actually still still playing. I'm still here. I'm him. Yeah. Kind of deal. You know, it's funny. A lot of a lot of the greats do that. And I think it's maybe it's they're addicted to uh, just their craft. I mean, Jordan did that. I mean, we can go down a list of sports uh, famous figures, maybe semi-famous figures that do this, do something similar, which is like the I'm done, but I'm not really. I mean, Jay-Z retired in 2003. Yeah. I remember that because that was the Black Album, and he said he was done after that. And then, I don't know, we're like five albums after that. <laughs> <laughs> so... It gets boring sitting at home. Yeah. Especially when you're that great at something, anything, Mm -hmm. especially when you're that great at something that I guess requires you to leave the house. True. Uh, The only other thing is a little fun note for me. Um, In case anybody was excited, Eternites comes out tomorrow for PS5. (laughs) If anybody remembers, this is the anime game that was R2 to handhold. I am prepared. I am ready to go. I am ready to hold R2 and press R2 harder than anyone's ever pressed it before. I hope you guys are ready for my review next week. Uh, this Eternals. game is preloaded. I am ready. The game. Did does you not buy it digitally? You have. I, I don't think it's being. I don't think it's being sold physically. Oh, there's no. It's, like a, it's like a thirty dollar game. It's twenty six or twenty seven with my PlayStation. Um, okay. A PlayStation Plus account. The game does not look good. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. The stuff I've seen is not. <laughs> as great. we're looking it up, as we're but, looking it up. Yeah, I'm definitely looking it up right but now. But I'm going to press that R2 button when the time comes, and it is. It's going. It's going to be worth all 
thirty of my dollars. Persona inspired dating sim. Yes. That's what they're calling Ooh, it. Ooh, hand-holding button. That's what that yep. sounds like. Eternite mis- misunderstands what makes Persona's game loops compelling. It, well, okay, well, they're probably, yeah, they're probably already reviews out and everything. <laughs> but, like, look. They're it, just it, haters. Gonna, they're just haters. Like, yeah, yeah, they don't understand. Me and Craig, we're Persona guys. Like, Craig's going to play this the moment I tell him. It's like Persona. <laughs> I might. Don't. Or he's just going to play Persona take me out again. Of you could trick me into playing games that aren't even in the Persona genre by saying it's a Persona-esque game. Like, next Souls-like that comes out, just say, yeah, it's kind of Persona-like, and I'll buy it. <laughs> True. That's all I have for news this week. <laughs> all right. A um, little more Nintendo news that I found uh, was Nintendo supposedly working on a VR headset with Google. Mm. Um, a little late, don't you yeah. think? The first thing I thought of when I said Google, though, was like, oh, is this like a cheap? Like, I almost think of like, uh, what what was the the Switch game where you built stuff out of cardboard? Labo. Yeah. Like, is this a Labo VR headset again? Um, maybe a step up from that. But like, I can't imagine this is going to be something that's like a $400 headset, right? I'm saying one hardware improvement at a time, Nintendo. Let's... <laughs> Let's yeah. get the PS5 and Xbox Series X style graphics yeah. into our hardware first. Maybe that's the next Sorry, step Barry. for their consoles, VR. No, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I guess like the main thing that I, I think that they could focus on is there needs to be a competitor to the Oculus, uh, the, the Oculus Quest. And mm-hmm. if Nintendo and Google can pair on something like that, I think that's going to be perfect. I think that's good. I think that would be awesome. Because right now, like in the VR space, unless you're paying the PSVR2 money, which I'm including the price of a new PS5 in there, that's thousands of dollars. Yep. HTC V5, more expensive. Like it's all more expensive than what the Quest is. If you can get something to be similarly priced to the Quest 2 or Quest 3 and perform somewhere along those lines, I think you have a winner. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, absolutely, it's a good idea. I. I think if I can pick one thing in VR that's lacking, it's Nintendo properties. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they would destroy. They would. They would destroy. Think about playing a Mario themed VR, a Zelda themed VR. Like, come on. Mario Kart in VR. Get out of here. <laughs> Give me a Skyward Sword in VR. <laughs> there you go. Oh Take man. That. I can think of a lot of ways they could make it really work and i would consider it if it's in like the 100 200 range maybe mm-hmm. you know what i'm even i'm going crazily further with this maybe this is why we haven't heard anything about the latest metroid prime eh. are they metroid prime VR? and vr that could be cool that would I'd make sense too a lot of yeah. sense hmm. yeah good call Craig. that's like the like that. that's the most sense i think you've ever made <laughs> yeah i do I, I don't think you're far off. Yeah, I need to write that down. Hold on. I made that way you can claim today. it later. No, you definitely need yeah. to claim that when they announce that. Be like, I told you. I told all of you. Guys, remember that day I made sense? <laughs> I made so much sense that day. Uh, also in the news of, of, of course, they are. That makes sense. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy 2 is in development. Um, yes. I, we still don't really have any yeah. DLC for the original, but uh, that's fine. If you want to make another one, I'll play through that. Remember when we all loved that game at the beginning of the year? Yeah, we thought we thought we were at the height of gaming at that time. Game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot about it until I read that story this week. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was this year. 
Really? Yeah, that that was, yeah, and that was all till Eternites comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. You know what I want to do? I almost want to go back through our older episodes and figure out how many times each of us individually said, now, we haven't seen the rest of the games this year, but for right now, it's game of the year. There's been quite a few games we've said that about already. Already this year. (laughs) Um, The last one I have I thought was hilarious was another casualty to the October scrunching of games together. uh, Alone in the Dark's going to 2024. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to play that for Halloween, but um, yep. oh well, I guess. I guess I'll play it in January or February. Um, it also makes me think maybe they weren't super confident in it uh, or it's not ready and they just don't want to say yeah. that. I mean, that's fine. If it's not ready, take your time. Um, but to me, that says like, oh man, we're not going to sell a lot of copies anyway. Let's just push it till february when there are no games and hopefully people will pick it up like i'm still interested in the game a lot um but i don't think i was gonna buy it in october were you craig i didn't pre-order it but i kind of had it you know when you have it sitting in a cart yeah and you're just like "Ah, maybe i'll get it maybe i'll get it Uh, like that's where alone in the dark is was for me before before that news so I don't know. I, I, I'm sad for the game because it's not necessarily it's not like Alan Wake 2 in terms of expectancy. So it you would like it to build off of the Halloween hype. Right. Because, I mean, playing the game in October is a little bit different than playing the game in, you know, any other month, to, to be honest with you. But I mean, you know, we played Dead Space in January, right? We did. That was another game of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. And we played out. Uh, what was the other one? The other one was in December. It was essentially the pregame to to Dead yeah. Space. Um, why can't I remember it now? Callisto Protocol. Callisto, thank you. Yeah. Callisto Protocol. Yeah. Callisto was I mean, good. I enjoyed that game. I did too. One of the scariest moments of 2022. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Still. But yeah, that's that's all I had for news. All right. So I kind of had, uh, I came across this article that essentially made, set up a question that I wanted to ask you guys, and then I'll go into like some smaller news. But the article is GTA 6 set to be this generation's only Rockstar game. Sorry, Red Dead fans. Now, I read it. It's not necessarily that much news. Any gamer can predict that this would be the Rockstar game of this current generation of consoles. But my question, based off of the amount of, I don't know, complaining versus uh, um, reveling in games, whether or not they're releasing properly or releasing to full effect without any updates needed or anything like that is my question is, do, do we feel better about a rock star route to games? Like take six years, like, like rock star and put out something that's almost, if not completely perfect. I'm kind of ignoring Bethesda in terms of their timetable right now, but like, or do we just pump out games? Just pump them out, year and a half, two years. Public loves it, get the sequel. Public loves it, get the sequel. And as gamers, and I don't know, this is part of the question, is are you starting to think that we should just have more of that patience to just say, I know this game was great, I'm not going to see another one in five or six years, and that's fine, because this is what they did with their previous five years. I don't know. I know that's a long question. Yeah, these but are it made good me... questions. This is a good question, though. This is these are good mm-hmm. questions, Craig. Give yourself some. Give yourself some credit here. 
Thanks. I don't know. Like Rockstar, I'd never. Com- who complains about Rockstar? Well, sorry. There's a lot of people out there in the world. But when have you heard us? Let's let's create it to the bubble. Complain about Rockstar for taking too long to make just, another GTA. I was just about to. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious that you said that. Because. Oh, my God. Here, Elaborate. This is why. I don't have any problems with companies taking a while to make a game if you want to make it perfect. And Rockstar makes as close to perfect games as you can. Um, I know we're our feelings on Red Dead aside, that's considered one of the best games ever made, right? It's not for me. It's not for Barry over there, but like it's still considered one <laughs> of the best games of all time. Can't play it. My issue with Rockstar specifically is, in my opinion, GTA 6 could have been done three to four years ago, but they're so content to just sit there and rake in shark cards on GTA Online I I love their games, but I cannot stand that company anymore. Like I I despise Rockstar for that. Um, it's the same thing to me as like EA with Madden or 2K with NBA. Is just like yeah, we could get stuff out better in their case or in Rockstar's case. Yeah, we could have had GTA 6 for the launch of the Series X and PS5, but why should we when we can just everybody's going to continue to play GTA Online? for 15 years and we don't care um that's how i look at it as they're almost to me they're being lazy um they've made so much money that they just don't care uh but they still make good games it's just there's no pressure like i don't even think we see gta 6 for another three or four years honestly why would they yeah i mean that's that's pretty that's pretty valid. Um, I guess I didn't take that into account. I I think I was uh, more looking towards the fact that they were putting so much into the game consistently mm-hmm. over time. More like and they and they are and were, right. but like that side I didn't think of. It's just like sitting back and just kind of raking in on the success without kind of giving right. somebody giving us somebody other than Trevor, Michael, and um. Oh my god wherever the third character is of, of five. Um, it's been but so like, long since I don't know. played that game. Same here. It's been at least since the PS5. I haven't played it since I got a PS5. I can tell you that at Same. least. Same. I don't know, Barry, what do you think? So, yeah, I was just going to bounce off mostly what Craig said. Uh, I'm really okay with them taking as long as they need to, but I also feel like this is kind of the only company that can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rockstar makes so much money from GTA, and w- w- what we have to remember as well is GTA 5 and, well, like, the online ended up being a complete and utter... Um, for, for GTA was great, but the online for Red Dead ended up being atrocious. Um, yep. And they ended up cutting support out for it for anybody who, you know, put time into it because the GTA online was so successful. So what I think we end up with is, like, they're they're taking as long as they are one um, because I think, I think they're probably trying to... How do you how do you surpass what GTA online was GTA five was great in the story mode and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And if the Bonnie and Clyde thing that they're going for is true, I'm going to love that too. But how do you surpass your biggest money making, probably one of the biggest money making, you know, pay, you know, not pay for service, but microtransactional um, communities. How do you follow that up? 
and I think for the most part they're trying to figure out whether how to squeeze every dollar out of people that they can for it because people are going to play it no matter what. Like it was, I I think almost at this point GTA Online has surpassed what GTA Five story was. Like mm-hmm. the amount of content that's come out for it, the amount of self inversion, self immersion. Sorry, you can put you can put into it. Uh, can be so I, I really think like rockstar is one of these game companies that like can do it one because they can afford it but two like gta 5 lasted for so long in people's mind and then g and then red dead redemption 2 came out and that story was all that people could talk about for a while so really yeah they're the only company that can do this really because i i think every other company would have a hard time you know living off the there they wouldn't be able to live off the profits that their game makes like the only people that could do that and it's funny to mention this now but like madden could probably do that you know because of how much money that makes every year every sports franchise probably other than nhl could probably (laughs) live off the money they make off of a game for a couple years and not have to bring out one like every year but it's the sports sports community they need a game every year um so that's where like you get that portion of things because really there's no other game that's that successful in microtransactions if you're not a battle royale or sports games like could you guys eat, could you maybe i would agree what, yeah. with that count? so multiplayer yeah that that makes sense maybe solely multiplayer as well like you Dota. don't see these kind of profits coming from you know god of war spider-man right. starfield halo nothing like that mm-hmm. yeah that's my soapbox. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I thought it was just very interesting, you know, and like I appreciate your guys' takes on that. Um, I have just a little bit of smaller news. Uh, number one, Annapurna has selected Stray as to be their first animated film. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the the uh, movie side of Annapurna uh, Entertainment is going to make a animated movie featuring the lovable cat that we all essentially tried to free from from the depths of the world uh last year which it seems like forever ago now but i thought that was some feel-good news um also the attack on titan final second part of the season has been released (laughs) you mean you mean attack on attack on titan the final season part one special two um, extra, yes. extracurricular, yeah. you know, three. However, de- whatever decimals you want to have there, I don't know. We're all kind of hanging on the last part of this story. And apparently November 4th, we are going to get it. So it I'm, ready I'm not that. saying I'm going to. Yes, it does. It does. I agree. And I'm not going to take off work, but I almost, I'm almost that excited just to get the <laughs> conclusion. I'll tell you right to... now, like Crunchyroll won't be able to handle it. It's gonna crash. There's you could take off work the next day and you'd probably be fine. Yeah. Watch it. But it couldn't it can't handle Demon Slayer. It couldn't handle One Piece when Gear 5 came out. Like the the amount of hype that like some of these anime get is ridiculous, and the ending for Attack on Titan will also be just as ridiculous as the rest of them. Fair. I could see that. I mean, that is probably would you say at at the moment one of the most, if not the most, uh, well loved or at least popular 
animes out right now? I know it's Demon of, Slayer's up there. It's one of the I wouldn't I wouldn't say like here's the thing about we get such a gap between Attack on Titan. Like when the announcement comes up, excitement starts to come up. But until that announcement came out, nobody was really like, dude, where you know, Attack on Titan, like we gotta get that ending. Like the the gap between everything is just too large in order to gotcha. keep that hype going. Whereas Jujutsu Kaisen's probably one of the biggest ones right now. One piece, big Demon Slayer, mm. huge. Like there, there's just so much other stuff to watch. Yeah, I will be uh, watching Zom 100 until that that yep. that, uh, that series <laughs> comes out. Um, the last one I have, I don't know why I laughed and thought of you, Craig, when I Uh-oh. read this, but Xbox is coming out with a gamer credit card. It's funny, I had conjunction. this written down and I didn't. I deleted it. That's hilarious. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like via the financial institution and its institution Barclays Xbox will be having a uh, a credit card that is going to work just like any other credit card that you could possibly expect. Get a certain amount back. You can utilize it on, at the store. Uh, the kicker that I read is that you have to be an Xbox insider. Yeah, sp- specifically to get it, which I guess to now that I say with. it out loud makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just think, I don't know. It's another step. Everybody's got a credit card at this point. I laughed mm-hmm. when Venmo got a credit card. Um, that's just a personal laugh of mine. Um, yep. but I did laugh when PayPal got one, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, but, um, I don't know, Craig, you getting it? I don't know. I have, I've had the, the PlayStation credit card for a long time, probably like five or six years at this point. And it's nice that it like I can convert those points into like PlayStation Store credit. And it's kind of the same thing, right? With the Xbox, like you get five times rewards if you're buying like Microsoft things mm-hmm. or you're buying something to like it would make sense if you're going to buy like digital games. Yeah, get it. Get the five times points and then just pay it off immediately. Like that's cool. They also give you three months of ultimate for free, but you have to be a new subscriber, mm. which is kind of meh. Because yeah, if you're an X- if you're an Xbox insider, you probably already have Ultimate, probably, yeah. um, and you can also put your gamer tag on the front of the credit card, which is hilarious to make okay, yourself that's a complete, dope. yeah, a complete nerd. That, but that's I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've I've thought about it. I don't know if I will or not. Do I really need another credit card? No. We'll see. <laughs> I, think I think I'd that's be what more inclined says. to get it. Yeah, I yeah. think I'd be more inclined to get it myself if every time I made a payment, it made the Xbox like 360 startup sound or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. And then when the yeah. payments declined, you get the off button or the red ring of death shows up on there. <laughs> that would be really Sick. good. That would that be, would really, be really cool. But I mean, that makes sense for if, especially if you're buying digital games and you own an Xbox, 100% you should get it because it's free money that you're going to be giving back and just pay it off right away and you're good to go. Yeah, everybody's doing it. That's all I had. All cool. right. We're going to go into games this week then, which I have more extended thoughts about Madden 24, as I've now put a lot of decent amount of time into it. Um, Starfield. And then I also have a <laughs> yes. controller review mm-hmm. of the Spider-Man 2 controller. Let's go. Yes. What'd you guys play? Um, I also have Starfield thoughts. Uh, NBA 2K24. Um, I'm like 18 hours into Sea of Stars, so okay. I'm almost done. Um, 
and I wanted to throw in there as this like ridiculous collection grows behind me, but I had to, I was like, I don't ever talk about these, but I want to talk about the wheel of fortune arcade one up. That's is that what that is? That's wheel of fortune. Um, and I was like, you know what? These keep like multiplying behind me. I should probably start (laughs) talking about it. I also thought maybe like if people are interested, maybe I'll start doing like quick, uh, reviews of them on, like TikTok or something for everybody to get yeah. a better look at them. But yeah, I definitely want to talk about what's a turn my this guy right here, the Wheel yeah. of Fortune. Okay. One. Um I got the least amount <laughs> of games. It's just game for me. I just put everything into Starfield. Um Okay, no, that's good. No CS and then side. Yeah, well, I just want to say, because you brought that up again and how far you're in it, that like I wish at the end of the year that I could put sea of stars as my game of the year. I just That's want great. to, mm-hmm. but I, I know I'm, I know I'm not. That's the only thing I want to say about it. Cause I haven't played it since last episode, but I want it. I want that. Like, you know? Yeah. All right. So I'll talk about Madden because it's the yes. oldest game of everything we're talking about. Put a lot of time into Madden, ladies and gentlemen, um, <laughs> as a lot you of do time, a lot of frustration into Madden. Yeah. Uh, Angry Joe's review of Madden is also up if you really need that one as well. But uh, Madden 24, I, I think for the most part, uh, you know, I, and, and I'm trying not to just ex- <laughs> to just repeat everything that I said before. There's not much different with the game. It actually frustrates me with how little like I'm told. And, and I know this is a problem for my team in particular, but I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins just to just as an example here in franchise mode, which to be fair is the only thing I play. The Miami dolphins are what we call a cap hell. Um, Players are getting paid way too much. You get paid, you get put into negative cap room. You can't sign players. I got to the point where my cap was so bad. I couldn't play the season. I I didn't have positions filled and I couldn't sign anyone else. So the obvious answer is to restructure your star players contracts in order to in order to defeat this purpose. Um, there's no customization when it comes to restructuring of con- uh, contracts. All okay. the, you know, the only real option is if let's say you put somebody at a seven year deal and it's very um, like, it's kind of evenly distributed throughout the first couple of years. If you decide to do a, a restructure, it just adds all the money to the end of their years, making their contract ridiculously overpaid. I can't like, put a little here, put a little there to make room to sign one player. Um, And that's really annoying because sometimes when you're trying to sign your best player and not trying to get an arm and a leg for it, restructuring your contract would have been nice. Um, Mm. And I just feel like Madden does a very terrible job of explaining that to people. Like I, I I get to a new season in Madden and it's like, Oh, you're, you know, you're too much into cap. You got to sell players I somehow sell players, but there's so much dead cap for the following year that everyone's in negative, so I can't trade the player, and cutting him would not save me any money at all. Like, it's very frustrating, the kind of glitches and bugs that happen in Madden, because you should be able to, like, all teams should be cap compliant by the end of the year, but the moment you go into the next year, every team other than, like, two or three has cap room to sign players or to accept trades for players. And I just think like Madden again, like once you start to get the deeper you get into it after all, like the, Oh, this Madden kind of is the best playing of the year. The more I find flaws with it, the more like 
I can run the same play, I think, like, 20 times, and I just finished a game where all I did was run, I think, the same play for about three quarters, <laughs> and I won the game in overtime, but uh, it, it's it, it's just, like, they, there are so many still flaws. Like, the defense didn't adjust, obviously, to the same play I would run over, 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 and over again. It's, like, where <laughs> this is the billion-dollar franchise for Madden, and it's just, like... Again, once the once you kind of get over the window dressing of the new stuff, the old problems are all still there. And now I'm at the point where it's like, yeah, maybe I, I need I need to not chill next year. Madden 25, it, it I can't buy it. I, I Write can't. it down, guys. He's I, not going to buy. I'll it. believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'll for believe sure. It when I see it, it's like me saying I'm not going to buy 2K. Look, the, um. look. It, to say the demos could be really good for madden 25 like that might entice me right <laughs> yeah. now right now i'm swearing off to buy madden 25 but like I'm, you know you bring up a great point barry um like there's a lot of things that they're that they're not necessarily putting work into adjusting and like this isn't a sports podcast but one of the things that we've seen in the last decade at least five years is more players holding out because their contracts are not readjusted the way that they want so, like, why can't that be a feature that happens in the game, you know, where you're, I don't know, where, where I don't know, Tyreek Hill is sitting out for you because he's just not happy about his contract and you have to rework it after games. Like, that's a fun thing to add. I think if I'm a game developer, I think that's a fun thing to add. I don't know how tedious it is to add something or to even develop a game, but let's adjust with the times a little bit here, you know, and instead of like leaving that cap issue in there, that's, that's a detriment to the non-playing portion of Madden. You know, I don't know. That's, that's the first thing that comes to mind there. Like adjust with the times they adjust every year with the rosters. Let's adjust with the times, mm-hmm. you know, but they yeah. can't be asked to do that. That's too much work for them. And Craig work. and I talked about it too. Your players get injured far too often. Every game, I at least have four Constantly. players get injured Yep. Or something happened to them. It's just like, I I do understand, but like, let's take the first week of NFL action. Like the my my team, Miami Dolphins, have seemed to come out pretty much clear from the first game. I don't hear about any injuries or anything like that for them. The Eagles, other than I think Nicobe Dean, yep. is out for you know is out for a couple weeks. Yes, things like J.K. Dobbins, it took you know Achilles tear that happens. Oh, I feel bad for but, that guy. Mm-hmm. My offensive players, oh. especially my linemen, don't need to be injured like what what feels like four of them every game. And then yep. they come out and then they t- and then they say something where, oh, it's um, a bruised strain. thigh. Yeah. yeah, it's a strain. He'll yeah. be back in soon. Yep. It's like, what? Why? Yeah. Why? Why are we trying to do this? Like, why does my injured player have to always be continuously getting injured? And then yep. at some point, it's like there's four injuries of. Oh no, Tua's got another brain contusion. Teron Armstead's legs broken. Tyreek snapped his s- snapped his arm in half because he was going too fast or something like that. Like you eventually get so many injuries, it doesn't make the game fun playing. But yep. injuries are part of the game and you don't want to fully take them out. So it's like there's no balance. Here's another Here's another question speaking of balance. Why wouldn't they add a feature to the game much like NFL coaches do where you get an option maybe before the next game? to either rush a player back or play it safe. How cool would that be if you're playing as the Chiefs and like you have, I don't know, you're playing the Bengals and you're and Travis Kelsey's hurt 
and you're like, I don't know, do I rush him back in this game? Because like we have enough wins to get to the playoffs, you know, but I want to yeah. beat the Bengals because that's like the thing. Like you're supposed to beat the Bengals as the Chiefs, you know? So like, why don't they, you add that small feature or is that in, it? And I, in the middle of the game? Like you'll get there, yeah. like uh, somebody goes down and then two plays later, it'll pop up. It's like shoulder strain. Keep them in. Probability of further injury is like medium or something. And I, I always look at, I usually just sit them. I'm like, I don't want to risk it. But then you sit them in the next game, they get hurt again anyway. It's yeah. Like, or they, or they come back two quarters later. Yeah. They like, come in anyway. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah. I just told you to sit and now yep. you, and now you've come back in anyway. And then they end up right. being injured. And it's like, well, I didn't do this. I, yep. I did not decide this. I and, had a, uh, I had, I was pl- obviously playing as the Eagles. Jalen hurts gets hurt. Right. And it comes back as like a shoulder sprain. And probability of injury is medium. So I say sit him, right? It's the second quarter. Two plays later, he's back. I was like, well, why did you ask me if you're going to make the decision anyway? Like I said, sit him. And Marcus Mariota comes in for two plays. And then here comes Jalen Hurts again. Like I, it's like it's there, but it it doesn't actually do anything at all. Mm. Um, I will say this very like the biggest blessing for me these past couple of years is that 10 year trial with EA play through game pass ultimate because yeah. 10, 10 hours is enough for me to play through a season. And I play through that season. I win the super bowl with like the Eagles and I'm good for the year. I don't need to play it anymore. At that point, I'm so fed up with the game and irritated that I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore anyway. And it saved me from buying Madden for like three years now. It's been great. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. I do it with every single EA game. Now NHL, FIFA, which is EAFC now, like all of them. The only one I'm not going to is college football next year. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's an automatic buy. No matter yeah, how bad it is. Automatic buy. Yeah. I'm buying it. Yep. Auto buy. Yep. It doesn't matter. If I could uh, pre-order to be right honest, now, I would. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, NCAA football could come out and be um like a 16-bit, like the old 16-bit, and I'd be like, yeah, this is great. This is, this is everything I ever wanted kind of deal there. So I don't I, care. It's great. Game of the year. <laughs> But then, uh, so let's see here. I was about to say, do you want to talk about Sea of Stars or do you guys want to get into Starfield? I don't like Sea of Stars. Like I, I from what I can tell, looking it up, it's like a 20 to 25 hour game. So I think I'm getting near the end. What I'm enjoying about it is like every time where like it gets set up and I'm like, all right, this feels like the end. And then something else comes up and I'm like, oh, I'm not done yet. I just got like so I'm at 18 hours, 16 hours in. I like I thought I was done. I'm like, this is it. And then they're like, all right, now we need you to go over here. And I go over to this other place. It's a whole nother map. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we're not done. Um, not in a bad way, though. Like, I'm not upset about it. Um, I, I'm enjoying the story. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, as long as it sticks the landing, I think this will end up in my 10 top 10 somewhere. I really do. I, I think they did a fantastic job. The writing good. still, I think, is a little iffy. Um, but overall, I'm having a good time with it. Hopefully, I finish it this week. This will be an interesting top 10 this mm-hmm. year. A lot of moving around. A lot of moving around. Stop oh, you it. know what? I, uh, I Just before we do that, I forgot to say, they did mention that in the news category, um, that Final Fantasy 16 is getting uh, theater rhythm tracks later oh, this sweet. year. So... Um, they, I did, I did see that in an announcement. So if you're looking Sick. for it, if you're looking forward to it, like I am, it's going to be great. 
Um, okay. I would. I was thinking before Starfield. I do. Yes, the, do it. Let me see that controller. Yeah, go ahead. I did I the opening. All right, guys. This is uh, the Spider-Man Two Limited Edition um, <laughs> controller. So personal feelings here, and this will be different for everybody, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am overall underwhelmed. Oh. Uh, and you guys will see here as well. I, I don't know how good the camera's going to catch it. I will try. Here is the controller. Okay. Um, okay. It, if I had to explain it to people, it's pretty much a black controller with a little bit of red on the edge that, and the kind of the venom, you know, spreading archetype to it as well. Nothing on the back, really. Nothing at all. At least, not that I can tell. Is there? No. There's nothing. So, overall, like, I'll, I'll be fair. I think the controller looks better in the box. Like, you can see here the difference between yeah. the two. I was mm-hmm. hoping the red was going to be brighter. It is not. Yeah, it's it dark. Oh, wow. So that's where kind of uh, false advertising. Sony, give me my money back and maybe give me the clips. <laughs> Most definitely. Free. Um, and the Spider-Man logo that's in the center. Uh, I think for the most part, you could have just put a red controller with a Spider-Man logo and you probably still would have sold just as much. Uh, I, I will admit I have not used the controller. I've just kept it in the box because I think at this point the controller that's uh, portrayed on the box looks better than the controller that I got. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Again, it's I'm putting it through camera, so kind of, right, kind of visually explained it as much as I could. But you know, o- overall, like, do I have it? Yes. I was I was kind of upset that I didn't get the uh, plates for. Same. Uh, for Spider-Man, but if the plates looked anything like what this controller does, it probably it just primarily black. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like maybe Sony was probably just trying to phone it in on this stuff. Uh, I've seen, you know, I, I've seen the controllers that are like the the Final Fantasy 16, the Hogwarts Legacy controllers that Sony has done, and I think they look nice. Um, but I don't know whether or not the quality of those controllers is the same as what this was. Is it limited edition? Yes, but you know, overall it's it's a PlayStation controller. I kind of wish there was a little bit more to it for how much I paid, but mm-hmm. is what there's, it is. There's part of me since I didn't get the Spider-Man plates that wants to just get the pink one so that I can just make it a Barbie PS5. Cuz like that pink is like, do it. It's like identical to the Barbie pink. So yeah, like, you could just, just get like do a that. vinyl B. Yeah, be able to do it. That'd be that, hilarious. That would, yeah, or like a, or like a vinyl like uh, Ken logo or something, you know. But yeah, it is a little underwhelming. I will say that. I'm my PS Five so is enough. It's <laughs> my PS Five is enough. That is kind of cool. <laughs> you just reminded me. I, I forgot I pre-ordered the collector's edition. I don't even remember what's in there besides the Venom statue. Oh, and that was, uh, you know, we forgot that in news as well. But like the Internet kind of going crazy and making fun of Sony and Spider-Man for saying, get your 19 inches of venom. Like, (laughs) of course, of course, they're going to start making a bunch of dirty jokes for it. It's essentially Um, an alley-oop at that point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But to be fair, those comment sections are really funny. I could read a lot of those for for hours. Um, But be ready, Craig. We're getting 19 inches of venom. October 20th. I am completely ready for 19 inches of venom. Oh, dear Lord. Anyway, Starfield. Star- <laughs> Starfield. 
All right, uh, you guys go first. I gave my opinions last week. Now, Craig, um, all right, I'll give me. you I'll give you my quick overview because I know Craig, you played it more than I did because I played uh, a decent amount of it, but then I was like, I really should finish Sea of Stars first, so I stopped. Um, but my initial impressions of Starfield is. Uh, it still feels like a Fallout game control-wise to me. A little floaty with the aiming. Um, I like the story. I think it looks good, um, minus the, the glitches, which are in every Bethesda game. I personally think that this is going to be a game that I'm going to like slowly peck away at for the next like six months. It's not a game that's going to make me be like, oh, I can't wait to play Starfield. Um, I can't wait to get off work and play four hours of Starfield. That's not going to be me. It's going to be like, I'll play for an hour and then I'll go play something else. Um, I don't know if this will be the first Bethesda game I finish. I can't tell yet. <clears throat> but so far, I've, I like what I see. Um, the guns are cool. Um, customization is is pretty sweet. I like being able to build my own ship. To, like to me, that's really cool. Um, exploring the planet's not as fun as I thought it would be. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, I'm just like sticking to the main story and having a pretty good time. But yeah, that's like my quick overview until I get done with Sea of Stars. So, um, I know there's a little controversy surrounding the fact that like some high profile um reviews like ign and stuff like that are doing like a seven out of ten mm -hmm. um that's where i'm at i'm at a seven out of ten and i'll tell you why um the i didn't fall for the explore the vastness of space the limitless words that they were using to describe how much control you have over your exploration so like i wasn't disappointed you know is the space portion of starfield fun it's kind of not it's kind of all right. Um, like what you said last week, Barry, there's a lot of menuing. There's so <laughs> much menuing. And there have been games in the past that fully allowed you to decide on going to a planet. And to the best of that game's visual capabilities, go into the planet's atmosphere, simulating what space would be like and then entering any planet's atmosphere, even if it was just like a little bit of a, it looked like salt on the screen, it would show something, you know? Here, you can't do that, so it kind of eliminates, you know, you drive up to the planet, and then you kind of just are like, all right, I guess I'm going here, and then I kind of have to menu it <laughs> to get down, unless I'm missing an accessibility option, which I don't think I am. Um, so it kind of eliminates the feeling of space, um, New Atlantis, which is the, what they said is the largest Bethesda city that they have created, is dead to me. And where I say dead, where I say dead, if you thought cyberpunk was bad with wondering what the locals are doing and heard and not even heard mentality, but like heard like how they're walking, New Atlantis is all like that. It's just a bunch of people walking and they all look like they're going to the same job and they're all walking on each other's heels. And there's not a lot of personality in that. However, it looks good. Like the city looks good at different types of times of the day. 
And that's where I think they nailed it is that Starfield is a very, very good looking game. There's not a lot of settlements, at least that I have seen yet. I found like four or five and I've put like 20 to 25 hours in. But they got like a new Vegas, a Las Vegas looking one, a Las Vegas cyberpunk looking one. They got like they have a couple and one's kind of like an old timey West kind of area, which looks cool and follows its own rules. So I don't know. It looks great. The story is meh. But what I'm finding is kind of what I found in other Bethesda games. This is what I recommend to the I guess, I don't know if I've played the most out of us, but like I have found the most fun, the most I can't wait to play Starfield later moment when I just picked a, a, one of the 80 million missions that they asked me to do, and I just go somewhere and do it. Because the main story is kind of cool with what some of they give you, but every character talks the same. The same. Barry, was that you that talked about like the black in their mouth yeah, when they talk? Yep. They're dead. It's dead inside when you, so I'm, I'm like you, Craig, uh, with certain RPGs, I'm X aing through everybody and mm-hmm. what they're saying. And I really don't care, but I have done some side missions. Like this is where I've had the most fun in the game. I did this side mission. No spoiler. Really. It asked me to like, I think it was a distress call or it was like, just go see what's going on on this planet. And I was like, okay. So I go, I get there. It, it and you kill some people and then you go down into this expansive cave network and i will tell you that that was the most fun that i had in the 25 to 26 hours like i did get a specific reward for doing it that made it all worth it and for those of you who have played far enough you like you feel like batman when you're doing it i don't know if that helps you correlate it or not but like i got really good things at the end but it was wonderful i was like what am i doing where's this leading to there's a lot of enemies down here for some reason what is down here and that was the most fun not the story not the suggested like places that they would say to go it's just going off on my own and doing my own thing um I advise people to pick a planet. It labels on the planet, for those of you who haven't played, what is explorable technically without doing like, I guess, a random, picking a random part on the planet to land. Pick an, pick an abandoned outpost and just do it. Because I think that's where the fun is. And, that's, and that helps with Craig's mentality. For anybody else who's doing it, I think I'm going to do this as other games come out as well, though chipping away. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, as soon as Lies, Lies of P come out, I'm, st- I'm not playing Starfield, I'm playing Lies of P. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, this is like right after playing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> so like, I'm just like decisioned, a skill treed, like side quest out. I need something like, just like bare bones, like a souls like game, you know? But anyway, um, where I think it, it lands it is, is, is what is somewhere that you like, what is out there that you haven't discovered yet? And while you don't have the, the ability to manipulate your time in space as much, you can dogfight, you can fast travel, essentially warp speed, but fast travel. And then you could just drive and watch your ship not really move. Those are the things I figured out you can do in space. Like, I don't know if there's more, but like, I don't know. I think, I think it comes down to the exploration, trying to just pick somewhere, be spontaneous in the game do the main missions as you can but like the side missions have given me much more satisfaction 
from the game. Guns are cool. Um, I I ran into an enemy that I think is going to be the antagonist, and it's terrifying. By the way, uh, I guess terrifying for a Bethesda game. Um, so I can't wait to see that ram up. They kind of allude to it if you look at the lore in the game, but um, or if you listen to what they're talking about in the game as well. So, but I like it. It's a seven out of ten. It's not an hour and a half worth of a of a showcase or whatever that showcase was. I guess it was an extra half hour, forty five minutes in addition. It's not worth getting a watch designated designated to the game. For me, it's seven out of ten. There's better games. It's not going to be top three, but I'm enjoying it. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Just just enjoying it. That you know, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. That was a rant, but <laughs> I'm enjoying it. No, it makes sense. Like for me again, like I'm I'm still kind of in the in the way of like it is a very seven six five mid game for me. I'm not like there are some things that are super impressive, but other things I'm like it's a Bethesda game. This probably should be ironed out. Like my main thing here is I've been playing this game and I keep thinking to myself like you know I had so much more fun with Cyberpunk. Uh, despite the fact that that game was a mess when it came out. And Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty now comes out in the next couple days here. Uh, And then I have the new Pokemon DLC coming out as well. So it's like there are better games coming out with DLC that I would prefer to play, and I will probably end up playing, therefore pushing Starfield further and further back. Um, It's unfortunate, because I think there are some redeeming qualities to Starfield, but it's not capturing me like I want, you know, some of the other games. Like, I, I you, you and, we, and it's the age old discussion. You can't tell me that a game is, oh, it's good 12 hours in. You can't tell people that. People no, don't, don't have time. P- yeah, people, mm-hmm. people will tell you all the time, I'm not looking to waste my time on something that takes 12 hours for me to get invested. Like, no one wants yeah. to be told that. Where these DLCs for both games coming out, I'm, you know, going to be much more into. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and, right, and they Cyber- look to add more. Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk gave us Jackie Wells in the beginning. That <laughs> alone tells us what they're doing. Like Jackie Wells, for those of you who still haven't played it yet, they gave us Jackie Wells in the beginning. All right, I'm hooked. You, the three of us, played through a lot of glitches because of the story of Cyberpunk. We did. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. as far as we could, Starfield's not giving me that story. It's <laughs> you know, it's just not. So yeah, it'll probably end up for me anyway getting deleted when i need space and at that point will i reinstall it again maybe maybe not i may just drop it at that point mm-hmm. um, but yeah you said like lies of peace coming up quick um, and then there's a million other games coming as well that are going to take its spot so i think just like any other bethesda game there's going to be people who really really dive into it and really really like it and play it for hundreds and hundreds of hours but none of us are like huge bethesda fans it's not a game made for us it really Mm. isn't but seven's probably fair seven out of ten i think that's pretty accurate it looks great it does Mm -hmm. it does look great it does look great but that's it for games this week let's go on to movies and tv shows even let me talk about nba wheel of oh my god i'm so sorry i'm sorry guys i'm sorry (laughs) he was all set no, bad host. I'm a bad. I'm a bad host. So that's what <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad host. Uh, I'm a bad host. It's NBA I, week, Barry. It's NBA. Yeah, week. And, and I'm actually excited to hear you talk about NBA. I don't know why. I just like Starfield was the one thing, and I got too <laughs> too narrow. All right, on 
on it. So please. NBA um, is NBA at its heart, just like Madden. It doesn't really change. But I will say that 2K did listen this year when people my biggest issue with NBA last year was I play my player a lot and the neighborhood was too big. There's too many missions and side missions and, and random stuff that I have no interest in doing that really just like I would go in and play a game or want to play a game, a season game. And I'd be like, oh, I have to go talk to my manager first. Then I go to talk to Jake from State Farm. Then I got to run over to the <laughs> the the local shop and do a signing all before it would let me play a game. Um, and it was just like I gave up. What I appreciate this year is they made a point of saying they were trying to streamline it. So they still do have side stuff, but it's completely it's scaled back. The neighborhood is smaller, um, which is a good thing. You can go into the uh, your normal season games and it'll give you like, hey, here's the the important games. If you just want to skip right to them, do those. And when you finish that game while you're still in the arena, you can go right to the next one and be like, all right, I just want to play the next game. All right, I just want to play and you can just keep going. Um, there is side stuff. Um, it's still there. There's I have one right now to go meet Jake from State Farm. Um, of course, uh, <laughs> that's never going to go away. But I think them looking at it as like, what are the important things? Your season, your ability to go to the neighborhood and pick your affiliation and play the park games. That's there. They have a nice little um, side park where you play against the computer in three on three. That's very cool, where if you get ahead enough and do flashy enough plays, you can shut the game down and end it early. Kind of like NBA Street back in the day. That's exactly what it reminds me of. Um, nice throwback. Yep. And one thing that they they kind of touted and I didn't think would get me, and it is, is the celebrity thing is hilarious to me. So not only are celebrities sitting sideline now in the games and you can see them, um, they have gone to the effort of getting so many people to do these quick, like five to 10 second, uh, video clips on their phones. That'll play after you have like, do something in a game and it'll be like, man, did you see him? And it'll be like, it'll be like Mark Cuban or Quavo or, or somebody completely random. Um, and to me like that helps the experience cause it's more like a realistic experience when you're like, oh, this celebrity's talking about me on, on Twitter. That's cool. You know? Um, and then, and then you go to the next game. Oh, there he is. He's sitting on the front row. I can see him like that stuff's cool. That's a nice thing to add. Um, I think they've done a good job. I can't say that this is like, oh my God, this is a 10 out of 10 because it's still NBA. Um, I think this sits right in that seven to eight area like Starfield. Um, but I'm more interested in this game than I have been in the past couple of years to the point where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to play more 2K. Whereas before I was just like, I played it for like the first couple of days and I was done. Uh, I just did not want to touch it anymore. So I think it's a step in the right direction for them to kind of realize, go back to what was working and you're going to get people to still spend basketball. That. Yeah. Like they're still <laughs> going to spend those hundreds of dollars on VC now because I have more incentive um, to play and, and they have the Kobe mode. You can play through Kobe's, you know, most important games. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's overall they it's a big step up from last year. Um, I think you would enjoy it, Barry, if you picked it up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I really don't have a whole lot of bad to say about it this year, thankfully. Great, um, I, I'm yeah. excited. 
All right, so yeah, these arcade one-ups are growing behind me quickly, a lot quicker than I want them to. Um, this Wheel of Fortune one sitting back here just came out this past week, I believe. Um, this okay. was actually my wife's pre-order. She really wanted this. The funny thing is, is like, I think they're going in the right direction because they're branching out. This is literally like a slot machine is at its heart what it is. Um, it's got three different types of slots you can play. The one that they're most, you know, like putting out there is a Wheel of Fortune slot where you're doing your slots and you're also trying to solve a puzzle at the same time. What I appreciate is them being like, we've made a million arcade games. Let's make a slot machine. And it has like, it's kind of hard to see. There's a small screen up top. The screen in the middle is a touch screen. From what I can tell, it's just an Android tablet, I think. Um, but they have like all these other games that you unlock by earning money from your slots. So incentive to keep playing, right? So there's like 20 games you can go through. So I think so far she's unlocked like there's a bingo um, there's like just different, like random, uh, solitaire tri peaks, um, all that kind of stuff that you can kind of mess around with. But I just, I am very much enjoying that they are trying something completely different because this is not something I would expect. Um, there's like rumors floating out there that they might be attempting a claw machine coming up. And I would think that would be incredible. Um, so I mean, this to me is like, this is getting the most use out of any of them. This and the NFL blitz yeah. are like used every single day. And to me, that's, okay. that's good. Like I like having them, but a lot, some of them I feel like have just become wall decorations. I don't play them that much. The Simpsons one, like that's a tough one. You play through it. And once you beat that once, how often are you going to play it again? Um, but something like this, where it's a slot machine type thing and it, there's incentive to keep playing this. It has online leaderboards, so you're competing against other people. Um, I just think it's a very, very good idea. And I wanted to kind of highlight that, that it's a good to try new things and not just continue to stick to the same generic, like, oh, what's another arcade game we can do? Um, let's do another version of Street Fighter because there's 15,000 yeah. of those that they've made. <laughs> um, so yeah, that this is 100% like I I am not upset at all about that purchase. It's been great. Good stuff. Yeah, I didn't, I, I was mm. about to say, it, it, had you not said that that was a a machine, like, uh, mm -hmm. like a Wheel of Fortune machine, I would have thought it was just like a slot machine because that's what yeah. it Yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like. Yep. It's got that it's got that slot machine look. The lights. See, what I like I really enjoy having all the sounds off and obviously I turn them down when we're recording like completely off. But like it has like the you know how slots make Ching -ching. noises to yeah, to like draw your attention. I love that. Yeah. Um and you you sit down at that thing and it's got like it's very simple but it works. You got your spin button, your your increase decrease bets, insert coin button and you're good to go. Um it's a uh, it's really cool. I need more of yeah, that. Sounds I like if they did a bunch of different slot machines, that could be pretty fun. I don't know that you need more than one, but different ideas for I, I don't I haven't been to a uh, casino in a long time, so I don't know like what the popular slot machines are. But I have to feel like there's probably a Wheel of Fortune slot machine in some casino somewhere that they got this from. Hmm. That's cool, yeah, though, like it. Yeah. The casino's open. Stop cool. by anytime. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now you're making me think. It's been a long time since I've been in a casino, too. Mm. Like, a long time. I think I think Walking Dead was a was a slot okay. machine that I saw. That I makes sense. I was going sense. with a, a friend. 
anything that's popular on TV is probably a slot machine. Somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, those oh, are the two. We can we can move to movies and TV shows now, Barry. It's okay. I am sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. I am sorry. Yeah, I am you so know, sorry. people people are sorry when they cut out the contraction. <laughs> I am sorry. I am sorry. Like, <laughs> what do you watch we'll this week, it. Barry? Um, one movie that I that didn't come out the past couple of, like it came out a couple of years ago. I watched the Mark Wahlberg Spencer Confidential on Netflix. Okay. Um, don't know why. <laughs> I just decided pick. to. Yes, exactly. That's what I watched. That's all I watched. Other than okay. Winning Time. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Winning Time. Have you been, been keeping bad. up with Winning Time, too? Mm-hmm. Man. Great show. It is. The, the ending <laughs> of the last episode, when they just say F Boston, I just yep. match that mentality. Being <laughs> Everybody from Philly, does. Yep. Being from Philly and, like, hating the Boston Celtics, too. Like, whenever they yell that, I get up and I yell it with them. Yep. 100%. Love that. Um, all right. So I watched uh, Strays. Um, I know Craig and I have the same movie. I watched Cobweb. Um, and then as we had talked about after we finished recording last week, uh, I started watching Ladies and Butlers, Barry. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> why do I know? Why have I heard of? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you remember. Yes. <laughs> I, I think I watched, uh, as a side note, I watched the first episode of, was that High School DX, DXD? Oh, and the you, long no, oh, God. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't, I stopped I after this. that. But I've watched like four episodes of Ladies and Butlers. All right. Um, Craig, what about you? <laughs> um, I got Cobweb. Yes. That's my okay. big one. Um, okay. We're easing into scary time and such like that. I have another mm-hmm. small one that we watch called Dash Cam, but that'll be like a five minute one. I don't know okay. if you watched that one. I didn't. So Cobweb and Dash it. Cam. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure what we want to jump into first here. I guess with me. Being Ladies and butlers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Ladies and oh butlers. Oh my God. Craig's anime corner. Here we go. Um. There's something about this show that's so weird that I'm just like, I have to keep watching because I'm like, what is what is happening? Um, I mean, it centers around like there's a school training women to be ladies and there's like 10 less than 10 men who are trained to be butlers. Is like the basic premise, which is like, OK, sounds boring, but it's so. Wild. Then I'm like, oh, my God, what could happen next? I guess I better watch to find out um, for the, <laughs> to clarify why I'm watching, because we did talk about this after we recorded last week. Um, I came across like a list and it was like three animes that like I don't even remember what they titled. It was like three animes that are just you wouldn't want to get caught watching, I guess, is probably the best way to put it out there. Um, I mean, <sighs> I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I can't tell if I like it or not, or if I'm just so confused that I'm just like drawn into watching more. Um, I will say, like, I, I watched that first episode of High School DXD. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm getting into here. A hundred percent. And I feel like it's it's not it's not as in your face with ladies and butlers. It's still there to a certain extent. But like something about like those weird animes that just kind of like catches my attention i'm like who thought this 
and was like, we, we could make a show out of this. And then who green lights this show? And like, how does this happen? I just like it. It's fascinating to me that shows get made that are just so out there. So I think I'm actually going to finish the whole thing. I think it's two seasons. How weird is that? It's so weird. And then for the you entire join, podcast. Yeah, I'll watch join? it. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I'll watch it. I'll okay. Watch, it watch party. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think a watch party's. Uh, it's appropriate. appropriate. Yeah, two dudes just watching the show. This doesn't sound right. <laughs> but we're both sitting on opposite ends of the couch, being like, "It's a good episode, right?" <laughs> Twists and <Man>. turns, huh? <laughs> wow, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> but yeah, that's ladies and butlers. I I will get so much more enjoyment knowing that you are also watching it, and we can we can communicate how we feel about it because I don't even know how to explain it. And I yeah. feel like I feel like you could look at it and be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like this anime. You know what I mean? Which I don't have. And that then reference. I could recommend it to so you can continue watching. Oh, no, no. You want. <laughs> you want me to recommend other ones that are just like it? I understand. I, I don't you. know that I want more. Just I understand. Like it. Challenge accepted by Barry. <laughs> anyway. well, uh, which where are you watching it on Netflix? Or It's on. No, Ladies and Butlers is on Tubi. Tubi. OK, completely uh, free. Tubi's completely free. Yeah, I guess, okay. I guess uh, I'll I'll see where I, I can bet watch. you it's on Crunchyroll. It's got to be on Crunchyroll or High Dive. Like those are the two yeah. streaming platforms. I'll, I'll find it. Yeah. I'll I don't it have those. And when I googled it, I was like, oh, it's on Tubi. Perfect, free. You know, um, just just for fun. Um, yes. Ne- 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 next one, just watch one episode of a old anime called Van Dread. Man Dread. Van Dread. Okay, let me write um, it down. I was Uh-oh. way too young to be watching this one. Um, but I remember coming home from school and I was like, oh, anime. I like anime. And I watched <laughs> th- I watched three episodes of this like when I was coming okay. home from school. And I was like, the, I, the, the, I didn't know at the time I shouldn't be watching this, but I should <laughs> not have been. This is also on Tubi. There we go. Perfect. It, is it? There yeah. you go. And Crunchyroll. Bandrake. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Seven out of ten on IMDb. There we go. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> well, we got a lot. We got a lot of seven out of tens today. <laughs> we do. Anyway, on to the next one. What do we want to talk Which about? I, uh, I'll make it Spencer confidential. I yeah. feel like the, I feel like these two have such a. There's so, so many similarities between <laughs> the two. Um, I don't know. I was looking for a good action flick, and I guess this is what Netflix recommended me. My days of like scrolling Netflix for. Uh, endlessly seems to be all the time right now Mm -hmm. so uh based on a popular book series where the character's a detective he kind of goes through and solves the rights of like badness happening in the world like somebody being wrongfully accused for something like he was in the first one it kind of does allude to a second one afterward but we haven't seen anything since and i think this was released two or three years ago with that being said uh as the he continues to get beat up and he learns more information and eventually gets better and better until he, you know, defeats the, it's typical Mark Wahlberg. Really. It's, it's just, it's a typical like action flick that he does. Um, uh, what's the character that also plays in it? He plays in Baku in uh black Panther. This but, movie is like a, a fever dream. I remember watching it, but I don't remember yeah. anything about it. I think it's something Winston. It's something Winston. Winston Duke. 
Winston Duke. There we go. Oh, okay. Um, I also watched this movie for him because I love him in Black Panther. So, and I like mm-hmm. Winston Duke just in mm-hmm. general. So he also plays like the big tanky character, whereas Mark Wahlberg, like, I forget the other movie, but there's a movie with Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. I feel like this is Mark Wahlberg Pain and, and The Rock, but with Winston Duke. Pain, Pain, Pain and Gain. Yep. Pain and Gain. Um, it's a it's classic, an okay, by the It's way, an okay it. action. Anthony yeah. It's an okay that. action flick it's in my fantastic. eyes. <laughs> I can see why it probably won't get another one. I probably yeah. should have watched Pain and Gain instead, but it's <laughs> just what was on Netflix. I don't have many opinions about it other than like it's kind of a nonsense action flick that I didn't mind. Okay. Um, let me just say real quick, Strays is god-awful. Don't watch that movie. Um, I, I think I kind of knew what I was getting into, but at, also at the same time, like... Is it is funny? It? No. Oh, it's darn. Um, of course I don't not. understand how these movies get made, like... Does Will Ferrell think that this is funny when he's like him and they're like writing this? I, I don't know, but like I had no expectations whatsoever. And somehow it was worse <laughs> when I made it through. Uh, it was a struggle to get through that movie. I just it's just like, let's take a movie and let's put dogs in it and let's voice over the dogs and have every other word be the F word. And it'll be so yeah. funny. like that stuff's just not. Back in like the 90s, maybe we thought it, it could have passed. But nowadays, I just it's like when I might get hate for this, but like Sausage Party, that movie was awful. It's just what it reminds me of. Like, I just I don't know. Pass on that. But anyway, I'll throw it over to you, Craig. Well, I was just going to say uh, before he, before he yeah. mentions that, like I saw the trailers for this movie and I yeah. thought of like early like cats versus dogs mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, it, do you think this movie would be done if it was? or would be better if it was done in like the DC super pets like movie. Like that's the most recent like pet movie that I thought was Mm -hmm. done. Like, like it was kind of funny, but also had some like serious principles to it where it was at least enjoyable to watch. Whereas strays, it's just not enjoyable. I was hoping it was funny, but I guess it's it's, not. not. It's not. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) It's not. Um, I'll just get dash cam out the way just Mm -hmm. because uh, it's older. It's like a 2020, 2021 Uh, dash cam is essentially a movie about a woman who's borderline homeless. She's not, she's not wealthy, but she has a YouTube channel and specifically in that YouTube channel. She's, she raps about things that her audience put in into her, into her channel. So like she, it's like a combination of Twitch they don't actually like have a have an actual like name of a famous platform to do it, but it's like Twitch. Um, and one thing leads to another. She goes and visits a friend out in the UK who's newly married, used to be a bandmate from a band that she had back in the day. They get into a fight. She ends up stealing his car as like kind of like a, you know, like, well, you know, F you kind of thing. And her friend is an Uber or like a driver for like an Uber type, uh, not Uber, um, uh, Grubhub, any type of like uh, food delivery type of thing. So she gets this call on her on her friend's phone to go pick up some food. And in actuality, it's a person in an abandoned rest or a closed restaurant asking her to deliver a woman instead. And the woman is old and she like agrees because of the amount of money the person throws at them as 
her happens in a lot of scary movies <laughs> and it's about what happens further after that so it's it's pretty cool because it it plays on if anybody has seen the movie the visit where people are are visiting their their grandma and grandpa who they've never met before and their grandma and grandpa are acting very weird and you can't tell whether it's medically just something that happens when you get older or if it's something otherworldly or whatever that's what this movie is and it's pretty it's i almost said good it's pretty <laughs> crazy there's a lot of crazy things that happen. It's only like a hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes. And then after you get to the part where like, she's like, oh, I'm stealing my friend's car to say, suck it. And they, and she drives and does all that stuff. When she actually gets the woman, I don't know where the time went because it's just bam, 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 bam. Found footage. She does the whole thing from vlogging slash GoPro cameras, all that type of thing. So, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy i gotta stop myself from saying good i don't know if it's good okay i just know i was entertained for the majority of the movie because i just didn't could not believe what was happening in front of me so that's what i'll lay it out as um recommend it it's on prime it is free if you have if you have a prime membership we do not have to buy that one thank god um <laughs> but i would recommend it as we're getting into scary movie season i think dash pass if you're the kind of person like my wife and i who start watching in september and get all the questionable movies out in september or the ones we haven't seen i recommend it okay give me that cobweb review Oh my God, this is a good movie. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> this is a good movie. Um, I haven't played Who's the Antagonist in a long time. Yeah. And that movie had me wondering who the antagonist was the whole time. Lizzie Kaplan, um, who's our boy who plays Homelander? Homelander, yep. I don't remember his um, name, but Homelander. <laughs> Homelander. I, I like feel bad. What the heck is his name? Um, he's playing almost a Homelander like character, kind of. Anthony yes. Starr. Anthony Starr is in this movie, Did and I, it's wait, great. I don't know wait. if I got it right. Did I? Let me see. It, 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 I Anthony think it is Anthony Starr Star. with two R's. Yep. <laughs> <With> two R's. <laughs> that, is, that, so, that was a shot in the dark. <laughs> so here's what works about it immediately from the casting. Lizzie Kaplan does not play the character that she plays in like any other film. I my. The recent thing that I remember liking her from is Party Down, which is an awesome show if you haven't seen it. Definitely got canceled too soon. Um, and then Anthony Starr is just Homelander without superpowers. Yep. <laughs> essentially, in this movie. And the premise is it's essentially just two parents who are taking care of their child, but they... How do I explain this without ruining the, it? Craig? The less you know, the better, honestly. Yeah, let's. Like, it's two I would parents taking care like... of a child. Yeah, that's really all you need to know. I feel like because I didn't even watch a trailer before watching it, and I think that made it even better. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it's called uh, Cobweb. Does it have something to do with the spider? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> it was great twist. Did not know. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Craig. I'm not going to say a lot about it. I am going to say that it's a pretty darn good horror movie. To put it on a scale, I have not seen Talk to Me yet. But it is better than Smile, if we're thinking of another recent scary movie, at just any recent scary movie other than Talk mm -hmm. to Me. It is better than Smile. Um, I recommend it. It was worth the $7 we paid to rent it on Prime. I probably will buy it when it's available. Um, I, or it might be available already to purchase on DVD. I think, I think it's streaming. 
I don't know if it's on DVD already, is it? Let's I don't know. Out. I know it's it's this year. I just feel like it came out maybe in July or in August kind of thing. I don't know. I have to look it up, but it's great. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. It comes out tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. There's your answer. Um, yeah, I th- it was a lot better than I thought it would be. And again, it helps like anytime you can see a movie and not know anything about it or the least amount as possible. I think it always makes it better. But something about like just trying to figure out like who is actually the the bad person in this movie. It yeah. just makes it you're like, oh, I think it's them. Oh, it could be them. Maybe it's not them. That's what I was doing the entire time. Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> and what is going on? <laughs> and what is going on? It's yep. good. And also, if you like Lizzie Kaplan and have not seen her in a scary, go go watch this. Mm-hmm. She's pretty freaking good. And I'm just not used to her doing that type of that type of uh, cinema. Honestly, I would At say least me personally. That, that movie is like, I mean, it's only an hour and a half, but like 75 percent sus- like suspense, maybe 25 percent horror movie. Like yeah. the end, the end is like yeah. your horror, I guess. But like, it's just a big buildup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barry could watch it. You should watch it. I think you'd like it. Now nah, he probably you guys, like it, but you should watch it. I was about it. to say, you guys know I like the kind of mystery movies where it's, you know, the Night at the Casino Royale, but it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like it's like that. It's a little bit I guess. No, more. it's more of like the easiest way to put it without like ruining it is something bad is happening, but what is it? Right? Like Something bad happened and something bad is happening. And who is the right doing the right thing is probably the best way to put it. Mm. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And you do spend that first probably what hour of the hour and a half being like trying to figure out who's actually telling the right side. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, but I'm going to keep looking. And like, you know, we don't get tricked a lot as an audience anymore. So like anybody Mm -hmm. who can keep you guessing. You know, yep, agreed. I really liked it. I thought it was well done. Okay, well, that will put a wrap on this podcast then. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you feel so inclined, please make sure to share it with a friend that you think would like it, or please make sure to review it on your podcast as any platform of your choice. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, let's see here. What can you comment about this week? Um, about how I interrupted Craig. Tell me how. <laughs> NBA is, uh, you know, NBA 24 is the second coming of, you know, all NBA games or how I'm I'm wrong about Madden and that Madden's the greatest game ever made again. Oh, dear. uh, And how it's saved. I I, I have a hard time anybody to uh, to defend that game now that that I thought about the rant. (laughs) I went on it earlier. But thank you, everybody, for the support of watching. We really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, guys.